finally, that day came when she had to establish her own domain, but over his dominion, she had no reign. So one set out in pursuit of a higher fate and joined with two to form the third triumvirate. Journeys of departure branching into the unknown, but on these mics, this triad has found its home. In one accord, three she's offer you their counsel. Raise your frequencies to the Empress High Council. Great day, queens and kings, and welcome to the Empress High Council. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and share button. Great day, queens and kings of the Empress High Council. We pray that all families are safe and healthy during these stressful times. This is The Alchemist coming to you on the frequency of energy to transmit your social, spiritual, and financial currency into abundance. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4, The Blueprint, A Detailed Marketing Plan of Action. To market, to market, we will. We're going to talk about what is your business blueprint? What is your life's blueprint? What is your business marketing plan? So what is a blueprint? A blueprint is a business document, a strategic plan that tells the operating of the business, the productivity requirements, the necessary jobs, milestones, targets, and expected outcomes. A business blueprint is a plan for how you will strategically execute your business. In one of our other episodes, we spoke about starting your business and what documents and tools you need to start your business. Now we're going to talk about the foundation to get the business up and going and to the market. So what is your business blueprint? What is your strategic plan? Do you have that written down? That is imperative. The first goal is to have it written down. Jazz, you have a business. Tell us a little bit about your business blueprint. Hi, this is Jazz Aphrodite coming to you in the three universal frequencies of love, music, and numbers. So I first listened to and received the messages from my ancestors because oftentimes we get business ideas in our dreams or it'll come through from a message from a friend but it's really your ancestors giving you a clue as to what it is that you're supposed to be doing. The second one is I create a business around my active name. So my full name that I'm using out in the world because your active name most commonly uses the vibration that you're sending out into the world. So it's what you came to teach and share with the world and it represents your gifts, your talents, and it's the groundwork on which your future is built. And it's the thing that you love to do and do so well and it's also the problem that you received the solution to in a moment of inspiration. So once again, heeding those messages from your ancestors when you are in spirit. But just be careful. If you have an alias, make sure that it's operating in the same vibration as your active name so that it's not working against you. And if none of this makes sense and you're just jumping in on this fourth episode, we suggest you revisit season one of the Empress High Council where we talk about all of these things. The third step for me is to be authentic and honest. Have fun when I'm creating. I make sure that I have fun because business is not a sprint. It is a marathon. <laughs> I research the business side of my gift 
to make sure that I understand the inner workings of the business because the creativity is one aspect of it, but you also need to understand the business proceedings of what it is that you're getting into. And I do that in small incremental steps because if you try to take on the full business of your industry, you'll just get overwhelmed and you'll get discouraged. So the creation is one part. Then the production phase, I research that, make sure I do that. Once that's done, then I go into the distribution phase, research that. Once I complete that, I go into the next phase, which is the marketing phase. So step by step, you realize the different things that need to be done. Do not try to take this all on in one shot. The sixth one is to copyright and brand everything because the money comes from actual ownership whether that is you owning and you're selling a piece of your ownership or selling complete ownership, but ownership is the key. And the last is start marketing with friends through word of mouth. Because once your friends jump on your business and they believe in what you're doing and they start talking about it through word of mouth, then you know that you're onto something good. What about you, Alchemist? I have a couple of different businesses. And like you said, my business actually came from spirit. It was a dream. One is a motivational speaking company that I've gotten paid for over the years. I don't market it that much. My motivational speaking company and where I market it to actually comes from uh, friends that know me who have business entities. And they're like, hey, I need you to come out, speak to my staff. I have a staff of about 350 people. And I need you to come out and speak to them about their finances. My background is in financial services. That's something that I do extremely well. It's my talent. Or I should say it's my actual gift. So that just comes to me naturally. So a lot of times I go in and I speak to people about their finances and putting that together. So I have the motivational speaking company. I also have a, another business that I'm working on and branding and marketing right now. It's a spiritual business actually. And it came to me in my dream on what I should do to be able to share what I've learned spiritually with other people. And I'm working on branding that now. And it's so important. It's really, really important to make sure that you get your service marking, your trademarking, and that you brand the business of yours. Cause I actually had a business partner a few years ago steal an idea from me and trade market. So it's very That's insane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I own the rights to the website, but now I can't do anything on that website because they had their attorney serve me pay a cease and desist order. And I'm like, how is this possible? I've been using this name for two years. Now I have this new business partner. I guess they wanted to do what I do. I should have known from Jump Street because out of 60 days, they were very, very engaged in what it was that I was doing. They don't have any financial services licenses in the area, but they have marketed themselves as a financial professional. So guys, I say be extremely careful in protecting your business from friends as well as other people who are potentially interested in your business, but you really don't know where their interests lie. So that is extremely important, protecting your business. And the cheapest way you can do that is through service marking. So you can just Google, if you're in New York State, you can actually Google how to service market business. Just to service market your business is only $50. If you don't have $50, remember I said it takes a few hundred dollars to start your business. The $25, between the $25 and $30 was for you to actually do a DBA. If you trust and believe in the name, you have full faith and believe that that names you, that's your passion and that's what you want to be seen to the world as, 
spend the $50 and do the service marketing. This is a great time. This is happening right now. We're in a huge economic situation right now. Most people have been laid off from their jobs. Most people have received their stimulus money. Take your stimulus money and do good with it. Take that stimulus money and do good with it. You know you want to start a business. You feel it. You have it in you. Put the resources behind it. No one is going to put resources behind your business if you don't. So what does the service marking actually entail? Because it sounds interesting. I know that it's some sort of protection of the business, but what does it actually do when you pay the $50? It's a cheap way, a much cheaper way for service marking in your state than getting a trademark, a, a national trademark. So it's almost the same, but you have the service mark in your state and it's $50 per area. So say one area is education, another area is finances, another area may be construction. You can service mark the name. So it is a service mark that you are providing a service in that name and that name belongs to you. Now, when they actually, I believe, I'm not sure, but somebody decides that they want to trademark, do a national trademark and your trademark could be national and international. And the trademarks cost about somewhere between 325 and 375. And that's for each area as well. Now there's a hang up when it comes to that person utilizing that name, whether on a national level, because like, wait a minute, this is already serviced mark in New York. So now you cannot use this nationally. It's a cheap level of, or I should say an inexpensive level of protection for you to be able to protect your business. That's great information to have. Yes, so service mark guys, service mark is everything. So now that you have your, your, your business blueprint, you wanna make sure that service marking your business, you believe in your business, it's your passion, you wanna make sure that you protect it. Like I said, your business is your baby that you are birthing. It's not gonna happen overnight, it's gonna happen over time. So you're birthing this business. So just give yourself nine months to birth the business, at least it is a business, but you wanna give yourself nine months at least. And you wanna make sure that you follow the steps. One is the creation of the business. Two is putting the financial resources behind it. Three is loving up on your business. You wanna make sure you love that business that you are gonna put the, you're gonna stay passionate about it. You're gonna go in for the long haul. You wanna believe in your business because if you don't believe in it, it's not going to manifest. And you wanna be able to protect that baby just like you are protecting your own child. So there are a lot of resources and there are a lot of boxes that you have to check when it comes to your business. And that's why guys, we're giving you the business blueprint. We're here to live out loud through our truth and our authentic stories and let you know the mistakes that we have made and what it is that we're doing to get our businesses up and going. And you wanna make sure that you secure that website because even if you secure the website and you've been using it for a year, two, three years, the U.S. Uh, Patent Office or the U.S. Trademark Office, I should say, they don't care. They don't care. They will still give you a cease and dismiss order even if somebody just thought of the business and decided that they want to trademark it just yesterday and you've been using it for a year or two now. If you don't have the proper protections in place, your business can receive a cease and desist order. Trademarking and service marking is definitely imperative. And you have to be careful. Sometimes there are people who want to be you and they will decide that, hey, this is a great idea. This person did not protect their business enough and hey, I'm gonna go and use it. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure that has not only happened to me, it has happened to so many people. And it's a blow because that happened two years ago. And it took a while for me to, to get back on that horse. Cause at that point you're like, okay, what didn't I do right? 
now what happens is your trust level between other people who can be business partners begin to diminish. So now what you have to be able to provide people with a non-disclosure letter. If you talk to anybody about your business, now you have to give them a non-disclosure letter. Who thinks of giving their friends or, or a business partner a non-disclosure letter when you're just engaging them and entertaining them for the first you know, week or two to see where they are and see where their head is? Non-disclosure letters for everyone that you talk to about your business. I don't care if it's your mother, your father, your sister, the cousin, the uncle, everyone has to have a non-disclosure letter. Google a non-disclosure letter and just put your business name and stuff in there and send to people and have them sign it. When I always talk about this other business I'm building, it's just the other business that I'm building. I never mentioned the name. I never mentioned anything else about it. Just, you know, what the underlying connotation is of it. In your business blueprint, guys, make sure you have non-disclosure letter available and send it to yourself by email so that you can always have it and pull it up anywhere. You can forward it to people, whatever the case may be. So what else goes in your business blueprint? We have the business creation, we have the passion, we have the non-disclosure letter, we have the website. We talked about the difference of venture capitalists based on, you know, people who are just want to invest in your business to help you get jump started. Now, how does your business blueprint fit into your life's blueprint? Jazz, I remember you said that your business was birthed through you through spirit and you made sure that it went along and according to what you felt in your life. And so could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, both of them should be synonymous or as you say, they should be equally aligned. You should not be in business that is in stark contrast to the way that you live. So my business mm-hmm. blueprint is similar to my life's blueprint because Yes, and it's a seven steps again. I'm moving seven cycles, but to live in stillness and create when I'm inspired. So I'm not one of those writers or creators who's constantly creating because I think that is coming from a void and I always want to be inspired. And for people who don't know what inspired means, it means to be in spirit. So whenever you're infused with a divine influence, you are inspired. That's why you have bursts of inspiration, bursts of creativity. No one is constantly creative and no one can thrive in a space of constant stillness. So there has to be a balance. So I don't write until I have something to say. So that's my mantra. I stay in alignment with my life's purpose. So if my life's purpose is to preach unconditional love and spirituality, then anything that I do needs to come from that space as well. I've learned that perfection is a myth, so I don't strive for perfection. It's still something that I'm working on because it is an Achilles heel for me. It is a sickness. I will say perfection is a sickness. It's insanity because it doesn't exist. But I do grapple with that. So perfection is a myth. I learned to have fun and take myself less seriously. And the more that you can do that, the more you'll open yourself up to be vulnerable because business is a vulnerable space to be in because parts of my business means that I have to expose who I am at the soul and core level. So that opens up room for people to criticize and pass judgment. So I need to always be in a space where I am taking myself less seriously. Celebrate life. So that means being out in nature. And that's the reason, too, why I don't create as often as most people say I should or write as often as most people say they do. It's because I like to take life in and I like to observe things. I like to sit and watch 
people, sit and watch nature, sit and watch the way that we interact with each other in the world. And then I draw on those experiences and put that into the business. Love unconditionally. I do that often because you can't preach that if you're not practicing that. And through the numerology, now that I have a deeper understanding of people from a numbers perspective, I understand what makes them do what they do. And I understand why they operate in the way that they do. So I have more compassion and therefore I'm more able to accept people and love them unconditionally. And the last one is to uphold the spirituality of my ancestors. It's what fuses the world, whether you call it the universe. Spirituality is something that's much greater, which is why I can't even encapsulate it in words because it's so much greater and so much more vast than anything that we can imagine. And I don't think that we have truly experienced it at its fullest. And so that has to be infused in my life's blueprint as well. I love that. I love that. For me, it's about peace. And you are the wordsmith. So, you know, you put it into these, you know, great steps. But for me, it's about peace. I have to, in order for me to be creative, I have to have peace. Peace is extremely important to me. When I'm at peace, I know that I'm at a 50-50 balance, that there's balance in my life. And the balance helps me drive my passion. I'm balanced when it comes to love. Fun is definitely a necessity. You have to be able to have fun, but that fun needs to be balanced where it's not too much, where it goes overboard and everything is just fun, fun, fun. Forgiveness is very, very, very important. Forgiveness is very important because you really can't move on if you're harboring some ill feelings and you cannot forgive, you know, your mother, your father, your brother, your aunt, their best friend, whoever, whoever has harmed you. Because forgiveness is for you. Once you actually have forgiveness and you can forgive people because forgiveness is for you, you can find that peace and that balance to put you in that creative space. Happiness is very, very important to me. And bringing a sense of happiness to other people, that's extremely important to me. As well as, Jackie, you put it um, spiritual. And for me, it's just being thankful. I pray over everything nearly. Just a small prayer. I mean, it's not like, um, it's not the, the pastor's prayer or the preacher's prayer. Most high, I thank you. Universe, I thank you. Whatever it is that you uh, feel that you should be thankful to, being thankful and making sure you say thank you, you have to put it out there, is going to allow a space for other things to come to you. The universe has to know that you are thankful for the gifts that has been bestowed upon you. And I do understand that perfection is a myth. Guys, Jazz put it as blunt as it can be. Perfection is a myth because nothing is perfect and you cannot move on because you're still in search of perfection. So there are a lot of great ideas. There are a lot of books. There are a lot of inventions that have not been realized yet. And I can tell you where you can find every single one of them. They're in the graveyard because people were looking for the perfect time to do it. Like they say, there's no perfect time to have a baby. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm waiting. This is time is not right. Timing is not right. Timing is always right when you actually have peace, love, forgiveness, happiness, and thankfulness in your life. 
And I love what you said, Jazz, about the constant stillness. You cannot be in a creative space if you're in a space of constant stillness. Let's talk about the easy thing, fun. I know a young lady, yeah, the easy thing, fun. I know a young lady, extremely talented, have a whole lot of ideas, but everything, and she's gotta be somewhere between her late 30s and early 40s, everything is fun. Fun, 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 I wanna have fun. It's like she, she reverted back to like the 23 year old self. If it's not fun, she cannot do it. I want to go here because I want to have fun. Hey, you don't have a job. You know, hey, you have these bills to pay. Hey, you have children to raise. Hey, you have different things. I need to have fun. It's about me. I need to have fun in my life in order to be able to pay my bills, raise my children, move on with my life. No, <laughs> there has to be a balance. And find out what that balance is so that you can put it in your life's blueprint. It can align with your business blueprint and you can move on to another level of success and leave a legacy. That's what's important. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I loved what you said about being in a space of gratitude mm -hmm. because constantly being grateful for the things that you already have, as you said, will yield more blessings. And so being grateful, especially in these times where we see that everything is so dire and people are depressed because as you said, they've lost their jobs or some of us have lost loved ones. But we need to look at it as death on the brink of a rebirth. After every death comes a birth. So what are we creating and birthing from this process? So you were right on with that. And if you really wanna get mad and you really want to do something, what are you gonna do to name or to leave a legacy for the person that you have lost during this time. What are you gonna do to, to, leave some, to leave something for them, to leave a memorial for them? I'm gonna create this business to leave a memorial for X, Y, Z, and I'm gonna put everything, all the love that they had for me, all the passion that they had for me, all the great things that they taught to me, I'm gonna put it in this business, I'm gonna bottle this up and, and put it in this business to show people. I have, I have a friend and she named her business, you know, whatever daughter. And that was because of, that's where her mom, her mom passed away and she wants to be known as her mother's daughter. So she named the business, created a brand around the business and a huge brand around the business. So guys, what are you going to do? How can your business blueprint align with your life's blueprint? Also align with the passion that you have during these tough times that we're going through for the person that you have lost. So I wanted to ask you too, now that we're talking about passion and building the business, what is your marketing plan? Because marketing is something that I grapple with. So before I get into my woes, I want to find out how you go about marketing. So my marketing plan pretty much is securing, before I can even market anything, I have to actually secure my business name. I've already been burned, burned big time and badly. Uh, so my marketing plan takes a, a lot more time because just to trademark a business, it takes about six to eight months just for trademarking um, and money. And so now I have resources. So now I have to identify, my business is a product. So now I have to identify wholesalers where I'm going to get this product from. Then I have to find a price point. And now when it comes to marketing, my marketing has a lot to do with my packaging. Like I have my, my packaging for my business just on the boxes alone is $1,800. That's before the product. 
<laughs> so now I'm like, okay, I may need to go and find my accountant again and uh, let him sponsor that particular, as an investor, let him sponsor that particular part of the product. Okay, so now I have that. Now my up, now my when it comes to getting my business and my marketing strategy, my marketing plan out there, my marketing strategy was actually to provide two months of resources to people in that particular genre of social media who have at least 20,000 followers or more. So I decided to identify 10. Now, when I identified those 10, I looked at why do I want to be associated with them? What is their following? What is their what is their background? You know, do they have anything in their background that I don't want to be associated with? Because guys, you have to remember your marketing strategy is 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 your who you associate yourself with. That is going to be your marketing strategy. So that's my marketing strategy right now. And it's um it's creating a product is a lot because you have to have your your name on everything. So you're creating, I'm creating a project. Yeah, you're right. Putting your name on something means that you stand behind it and yet you are endorsing this thing. And I ask that because since I'm in this book selling space, I'm a bit stuck right now because I'm not sure how to proceed to drive more attention to the book. Right now it's spreading due to word of mouth and people like you, the alchemist, who've been buying it for others and sharing it on social media. But I've been submitting it to various literary channels for free book reviews. But now I'm considering if I should buy into this service and the service costs $99. It's a product that's called Score It, and I'm not endorsing it by mentioning it. I'm just giving you the background of what it is. It allows you to upload your entire manuscript or a chapter of it, and it decodes your written language into binary code of ones and zeros and sends it up to the cloud and analyzes the writing against commercially published works. And then it tells you which authors you write most like and what your writing style resembles. And then it gives you a library of keywords that you can then take and create an ad either on Amazon or Facebook that will attract your potential audience. And the idea is that people are searching with these keywords, so these words will draw the people to your book. And I'm wondering if it makes sense for me to even buy into this. Is this something that sounds right to you, Alchemist? This is something that sounds amazing to me, and I'm so glad that you found it, and I'm so glad that you mentioned it, because a lot of folks don't know that they have to continue, in order to market your business, you have to continue to put money in your marketing plan and your marketing strategy until your business starts to yield what it is that you want. This sounds like a great opportunity for you, as long as you do not have to have a two, three, four, five-year contract. You can try it out for the first couple of months and see how it works out for you. So that is definitely your, your research, which is called research and development, which is a part of a uh, marketing plan is, is key and it's imperative. And I'm, I'm so glad that you did that and you mentioned it and you, and you mentioned this so people can know that it's just not one and done. It's not one and done when it comes to uh, marketing, creating a marketing plan and marketing your, your business. That's going to be a A through Z process. Absolutely. Never stops. Never. It never stops. It's like the ring. It never stops. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, 
And then another thing that people need to know is that, okay, so now my business, I've been in business for, uh, I have my website up. I've been in business for a minute. Another key area to your business marketing plan is now you have to revamp your website. You have to take a look at your website and you have to revamp your website to meet the needs of your new market. You actually have a new market. Once you're in business and you've been in business for six months or more and you have a website, it needs to be revamped because you actually have a new market. You're trying to get out there on a broader spectrum. So you have your market. Your first market are your friends, family, and, and friends of family and friends of friends who you have marketed to. So now they're gonna to continue to share and tell and, and tell your story and, and share some information about whatever product, solution, whatever you have. So it's on your website, you've done great. Now you're trying to open up to a broader market. Every six to eight months, you have to revisit your marketing plan. And in revisiting your marketing plan, that doesn't mean it needs to change in six to eight months but definitely in 12. Yeah, I'll add to that because I created my own website, but when you're creating a website, you always need to think about it in broad strokes. Don't just think about what you need to create in the moment when you create your website. Think about the things that you will likely add on as you start developing products. So I knew that I had this book sitting and waiting to be published, but I first launched my website just talking about my music, the podcast, and I spoke about the numerology practice, and I developed those pieces out even before we had developed the podcast, and I knew I had pages sitting there ready for the book to be published, and once the book was published, I would then launch those pages, and as you said, Alchemist, market it to the right people. So yes, you're constantly revisiting your website because you're constantly building, but don't just get a limited site get something that you can build upon and you know that you have pages sitting dormant and they could be drafted. But as soon as you launch that piece, be willing and be ready to launch that page as well. So you're always thinking of the full project and you're just breaking it down once again in small pieces. Because if you think about this as one large thing, you're just gonna give up because you're gonna get discouraged by the entire process. But again, everything moves in steps. So don't try to race the process because the process will not allow you to push it forward faster than it needs to be pushed. Absolutely, do not take shortcuts, guys. Shortcuts are a set up for failure. Do not take shortcuts. There are no shortcuts in business. None. None. <laughs> yes, it's funny too because marketing is in two stages, right? You're marketing your business and or service. But what I'm realizing is because I'm looking at the social media aspect of it, I'm trying to draw and drive more traffic to my social media presence. And I noticed that whenever I push the book or my singing that the views I get are good, but they're not as much as when I post pictures of myself. And so if you are a person yourself is marketable like you have a look that people will gravitate towards or you dress a certain way because we do live in a very superficial society still that's a piece of marketing and that's something that i need to get out of because i'm i tend to want to be in the background a lot until it's time for me to be on spotlight but i'm noticing that once we get back into the swing of things after the COVID dies down and they roll out this rollout plan, however they intend to infuse society back into its normal operating procedures. 
that I need to start taking more pictures of me in glam outfits and getting professionally done pictures because people gravitate more towards the pictures of me when I'm dressed up. So that's something that you need to think about too. Marketing yourself separate from marketing the product and you can possibly do a photo shoot where like in Sex in the City when Carrie had the book in her hand even though she was dressed with some Manolo Blahniks in this short mini dress. So something that infuses the product with you even though people will most likely focus on you. But in the process of focusing on you, their eyes may drift down to this thing and be like, oh, she's holding this book. What is this? Let me explore some more. So different tips and tricks for the marketing. Absolutely. Absolutely. What we have to also realize is most people are image conscious instead of success conscious. And so when you talked about infusing your product with you, that is extremely important because I just spoke to a friend last week. She was talking about she put something on her on her Instagram about she's an investment advisor and she also sells life insurance. She put something on her Instagram about uh, this dinner she made with crab legs and uh, a lobster and all kinds of stuff like that. She said on her Instagram, she got a thousand likes. She said, however, I post something about some knowledge in regards to where you should be financially. She says, I got like 20. So guys, what Jazz said about infusing your product with you is so extremely important. And that is a tip and trick of uh, marketing because people want to actually, people are really not interested and engaged in uh, the educational aspect of anything because social media is seen as social. They don't see it as really as, as, a, as a business marketing tool, but we know that it is a business marketing tool. Those people who have businesses in social media, they know that it is a business marketing tool. You as the consumer don't really see it as a business marketing tool. You're looking at the person and you're saying, well, well, what is it that they have? I want to be just like that. How can I buy? Will it make me feel all warm and fuzzy? Will I, will I, like you said, when Carrie was willing to wearing the uh, Manolo Blancs and she had the book in her hand, you know, it's like, wow, I want to feel like I can wear a thousand dollar shoes, but you know, you can't afford thousand dollar shoes, but the least you could do is afford the $50 book. So that's a step. Right. So what is marketing planning? What is the marketing planning process? It is basically a set of steps that will provide a guideline on how to market and sell your product in the market within a specific time period. It involves promotional strategies that will be adopted to make your product a best seller in the future. Snap on that. <laughs> That's right. We got to do the snaps. That, yes, that that is so right. I wanted to add, we started last episode with the stone and the herb. I do want to add a stone for this episode as well, because this episode is the fourth episode. Number four is about limitations and being resourceful. It's also about organization and setting the groundwork for anything that you're about to do. And because we are in a four universal year, the entire world is seeing that we're living in a time of constraints, right? So waste not, want not, lend not, borrow not. Hmm. We're not in a state to do any of those things as a world. So the stone that I wanted to talk about today is Dumortorite. And Dumortorite is a dark blue stone 
and I bought it. If you read the book that I've just published, Knocking from the Inside, I bought it because I wanted to understand my relationship with a lover, but I wanted to go back in time and possibly see when we made that soul contract mm -hmm. and ways that I can possibly break it back in time without even realizing that if I did that, then I would alter the whole state of my reality from that time moving forward, right? So I had to come up with a different construct in terms of breaking or severing that connection. And the only way to sever it is to do it in real time. But in any case, the Dumortorite is a dark blue stone and it has a ability to aid in intellectual activity within the brain. And it helps you to develop enhanced mental abilities. And it's highly useful for anyone who's studying as it assists you with the retention of information. And it enhances your willpower and capacity for self-mastery and organization. So it can assist you in finding solutions to current problems or limitations and seeing beyond any obstacles. So if you are in business or attempting to get into business, with you more to write can help you to combat any obstacles that come up or get you out of that stuck feeling and push you forward. Wow. I'm going to get me some Demortorite. Yeah, that's the one stone. That's the one stone that I do not have. I do not have the Demortorite. And uh, I, I, I actually never heard of Demortorite. And I have a at least about over a hundred stones in here already, but I'm so glad I got educated on, on my Demortorite and I'll figure out what herb is going to go with the Demortorite as well. At another time, it's probably some catnip as well. Cause we did talk about catnip the last time. So, yes, God, <laughs> so, so you have your two stones and you have your herb over the last two episodes. And we're going to give you guys some time to actually pick those up and figure out how they can work and be effective in your life. So we hope that this was an empowering and an educational episode for you as we continue to live out loud and share our journey from departure. We look forward to the growth of the world family in season two as we continue to live out loud, deliver our truth, spirituality, humor, and authentic stories. So we're going to leave you with our one final thought. Don't live in your yesterdays. Live in the vision that you have for your tomorrows.